Liz Gonzalez Laura is the founder of Beauty on Location Studio and the co-founder of Dos Amigas Meals. She finds the key elements of her business are passion, reliability, professionalism, and she has been featured in Brian's Magazine, The Knot, Wedding Wire, along with many other publications. She's honored to have worked with presidential families, runway models, Silicon Valley executives, and everyone in between. She's a true badass and has an amazing story. I hope you enjoy our conversation. I certainly know I learned a lot. This week's podcast is brought to you by Mama Bird Interviews. With the interviews from Mama Bird, focus on highlighting stories of not just your elders, but of yourself in that moment of what you believe in, um, what you, what you like, what you don't like, like your favorite memories, like having an actual video of you telling your own story. Like you're the one who's telling it. You're the one who's dictating who gets to know what um, and what you get to share. So that's what Mama Bird is kind of in a gist, is just being able to have the power to tell your own story um, in the way that feels comfortable to you um, and that you can share with anyone whenever. And, and again, you just have to be like when you're at the end of your life, you can do it at whatever time. You could be in high school and you want to like, hey, this is who I was in high school and I want to capture this. Okay. Hi, Liz. It's so nice to have you here. And you are another amazing, badass woman that I know absolutely nothing about. Um, you, um, we talked a little bit before we started recording here, but if I was to meet you for the first time, I always feel like the concept of like meeting on a uh, plane or something like that. How would you introduce yourself as far as your career history? Where would you start as far as talking about where you at, at your career now and where you begin? Hi, Dan. Thank you for having me. First of all, it's um, a pleasure meeting you. And yeah, this has happened already on an airplane ride. I sat next to this guy and, you know, he started making conversation and what do you do? And I said, I, I run a bridal hair and makeup company, Beauty. We do mobile hair and makeup. And he was like, what? <laughs> what do you like? They, people have no idea. And I didn't have an idea that I could do that when I decided to go to cosmetology school I thought I wanted to learn how to cut and color hair and I have always had big dreams and I already was dreaming about opening a hair salon at the time um, but I met the right person at the right time my amazing mentor um, when I was in school and she showed me there was this world of bridal beauty and um, this was in 2004 when the mobile in the bay area so technology beauty mobile services it was amazing and and yeah that's how i i ended up um moving to colorado in 2007 and monina wright who's my mentor she was like you don't want to continue freelancing you can start your own company and she gave me so much confidence and I I did it and and here we are and you know how many years later 17 um, but that's just one part of the entrepreneurship journey um, I we've got a connection there because I do wedding videography too or have done wedding videography in the past and um, it's more of a side hustle for me and, and a learning experience, but it's something that, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think because of COVID, this year specifically has been the busiest wedding year, like forever, right? Is it just a, a kind of a crazy year, people getting back out there? Or have you been really busy? Yes, um, 2020 was horrible. And then I would say it started getting really busy in 2021 with 
people rescheduling their events and and now in 2022 it I think it's still pretty pretty busy but um nothing compared to 2021 it, it was you know just unreal <laughs> I don't know how how I'm here uh, with the help of an amazing team and my husband is very involved in everything I do and I just have a, a great community but it, it is a lot and and all good problems you know good good growth tell me about you you said you came to Colorado and really started your business take me through your mindset of so many entrepreneurs I meet um, and I always preach you learn by doing that's the best way to learn but it's very scary you're doing something completely no and you're learning so many different things it's not just the skill set which it sounded like you already had but the business side of everything what was that experience like for you when you did start your own business and and what did you learn now looking back at that you know um i think it's important for people to know um or even for me <laughs> when i reflect back on why i do what i do and how this ended up being my my career path um uh, I'm a daughter of a 16 year old my mom at the time and and my dad was 19 20 and they moved to the to Los Angeles when I was a baby and they did the back and forth and and back in Mexico my grandmother had a a storefront it's nothing if, if people travel to Mexico like having a business it's it's not the glamorous, it's but what people do because out of need, out of necessity, and it's not as rigorous as far as the law. Um, with, you know, anybody can open shop out of their house. And, and I grew up watching my grandmother selling pozole on the weekends and selling clothes during the week. And then my mother did the same and my aunt had a, a store. So that's where I think now that, you know, I'm almost 40 and I think back of like how, why, I think that had a huge influence in my um, upbringing, watching them making a living out of um, being an entrepreneur. They would sell things and resell and grandfather was the same. He would literally, there's this flea market in back home in Guadalajara and he went with the chicken and came back with a, a cow. <laughs> it's like, you know, the trading and um, and so growing up, my parents in California, they would go back and forth from Mexico to California. They, you know, run out of money in Mexico and come back again to work and save. And, and that was what I was watching. And, and I started at a very young age in elementary school doing the same thing, um, buying candy and reselling. And um, so I knew at a very young age that I wanted, I was already dreaming big about having a business. I didn't know what. Um, then in the late 90s, my parents moved from Southern California to Northern California and my dad got in construction and my mother started cleaning houses and I would help. I was uh, already in high school. And I remember just cleaning those beautiful homes and dreaming of one day owning one of those beautiful houses. And I was just ambitious at a very young age. And, and um, I, I think that's 
why I, I didn't, we didn't have the college conversation at home when I was in high school. I was already working, helping my parents, you know, meet ends, pay rent. And, and I thought about community college. So I did that for a little bit and then um, dropped out and went to cosmetology school. And that's when I thought, okay, you know, I, I, I found my passion for the beauty industry and, and, um, and then I met Monina Wright and she hired me. Um, I had no experience and she was amazing. She, she taught me everything I know in the industry. And yeah, that's, you know, I, I feel like that that's important to know a little bit of the background and, and then I can go back to answer your questions. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, I think it's so fascinating and, and, and culture, um, I think obviously plays a huge part in who you are. Um, what I've learned through my students, though, is it's very difficult to be part of multiple cultures and you may not feel accepted in one culture or the other culture. Um, when you look back to it, your youth in that capacity, because you said you were, were in America right away, um, but your parents were from Mexico and it seemed like you were, you were traveling back and forth. Um, was that, I mean, you, I'm sure you look back now and see certainly the positive parts of it. Was it difficult as well? You know, not during the time. I, I thankfully was full of love. My parents fed me. We, at one point when they came, they were renting a garage in East LA. My mother was pregnant. I didn't know, you know, when you don't know, I was a happy child growing up. And so I cannot say like, oh, it was horrible growing up like that. I, I, I had a lot of family and um, a lot of love, a lot of food was never missing. So <laughs> that was important. And um, now though, that I look back and maybe in high school is when I started, you know, in California, this is in San Jose, California. And um, we, thankfully, I guess it was a really good school. And, and you can see like the zip codes, um, the two zip codes, um, the kids would segregate and I would hang out with the Mexican kids and, and I would watch, you know, from far and just think to myself, oh, it, it must be nice to be part of that other group. <laughs> the, you know, beautiful blonde girls and driving their beautiful cars. And um, I think that's when I started thinking like that, which it's not healthy, but it, it also gave me motivation to, it, when you start dreaming about your own family, you, you don't want the same, you know, you may be, you, you are in this amazing country of opportunity. And if you want it, maybe I didn't have the same, um, you know, the readily available how do you say it when when your parents know how to navigate the system and they know that this is the path for college and and they're having those conversations already like financial you know saving this and that we were living they check to paycheck to paycheck and um I, I we were I wasn't thinking already like that and and but I was I knew that I didn't want the same for my own family so it it helped and I am grateful for everything my parents did that they moved to the states and and we have um like I say this great opportunity I feel like when and, it, and sometimes I reflect and I'm like oh maybe it's 
too late now that I'm finding out about all these great programs or things and um, maybe I could have grown my business in less time if I had known about so many resources um, but I did it organically and I'm proud of it and it's all for a reason I always believe that everything happens for a reason I know my children are watching um, they are now 12 and 16 and I know one day they they will appreciate the story yeah th thank you for for sharing that and and um i one of the things that i see too with a lot of my students is a lot of their parents kind of lose the mexican culture or don't present as as much as they would because they want their their kids to have an easier life in america and to assimilate um, which is one of those things that I've, I've heard what what's bougie when you're white is speaking multiple languages but if you're from a different culture which unfortunately is not as respected by society in so many different ways um, systemically, so certainly, then you're not passing on the same culture because you want to stop it. I've heard about people not speaking Spanish to their kids, for example. Um, were your parents able to pass on their Mexican culture? Did you feel that part of um, their lives and your upbringing, too? It sounded like you were able to visit with your grandparents, so that's wonderful, too. Yes. Yeah, they they were very young, as you know, so and they didn't speak English when they moved here and 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 then it was East LA. So I'm sure you know it's like a, another little Mexico at the time. So they didn't need to learn English. Um and I I feel like they have always been very proud of where we are, where we come from. Um, unfortunately, they got divorced way later in life when I was 20. I got married at 21, so right around that time. And he went back to Mexico and she stayed in California. But um, I know that he always, dad always missed the Mexican way of life. The, you know, every Friday night, there, people work so much, but they still find time to socialize. There's always dinner parties. So they never came and said, we're going to change the, the way of life. We're going to get into the system and, you know, which was, I guess, good, good and bad. Um, and now Fernando and I raising our own kids in Colorado has been a little harder in the cultural aspect because we are away from family. But we we said from day one that we're going to speak Spanish at home, and we the the kids are fluent and um and we you know we're proud I I am proud of the where we come from and the story and um I I think the kids though sometimes I can see how you know I'm sure it's normal at teenage years they want to just not be different and blend in with their group of friends especially in this amazing community where there's not a lot of diversity and um but but it has been great raising the children here in Central Park and and um, we still travel to see family and they're on FaceTime with the grandmother and they, they speak Spanish and we celebrate all the traditions, the Mexican traditions. And, and I, I, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, I think you so often want to blend in when you're younger and then you realize being different is so magical when you get older. And so I'm, I'm, I'm sure that'll come around for them, which is wonderful. Um, one thing that I'm realizing more and more as I age are just how 
our society values things in different ways. And one of the things that I've learned recently more about is cosmetology school and how much work it is and the licensure that you have to go through to do all these programs. Can you talk a little bit about what that process was like? You said you, you had this mentor. Um, was that where you found the mentor in the school itself? No, um, I, so in California, I graduated high school. I did two years of community college and then I dropped out and found this, you know, the one school um, that I would see just from driving by. And it was at the time a 1600 hour program, I believe, or 1800, I can't remember. And um, so that was, you know, easy every five days a week, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then go to work from 5.30 p.m. to 10 p.m. Thankfully, around the corner from where I lived, I was a waitress while I was in school. Um, and <laughs> they were long days. I was very young and I remember my legs would hurt at the end of the day. But um, I met Monina right because my mom used to clean her house and I would go there to help occasionally and my mom would talk about her daughter in cosmetology school and she already had a very successful esthetician and bridal beauty business and I, I think she liked me and <laughs> she was amazing you know I think we all need a, a mentor and somebody to tell you um that you can do it and and um she took me under her wing I, I remember one wedding season I would just show up at every wedding and help with lips or just powder you know I was very nervous at the time and she helped me with the confidence and and I, I just, I'm very grateful for her time and, and her trust. But, um, but yeah, it was, I guess, God that, you know, put her in my path because, um, I mean, I would have done something with the cosmetology license, but I, I found out that I wasn't passionate about the cutting and, and coloring of the hair. And once I started working with Monina, I, I knew that bridal was amazing it's a different venue every weekend different people very creative um and also i was um already planning to get married and and i i think i i was 21 when i got married and then my daughter was born when i was 23 so it was great, a great career for a mom because I stayed home during the week with the baby. And then on the weekends, my husband would stay home and I was doing weddings all day on Saturdays and Sundays. And that's how we started. You have been on the go, 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 go your whole, your whole life, which is, which is very impressive. Um, we started talking before just briefly and, and, and you told me you were a little nervous about this conversation and just um, how you kind of perceive yourself and we've got such amazing women on this podcast um, tell me a little bit more like that you're obviously a badass to me you've explained your, your life and we'll get more into your business um, tell, talk me through kind of the nerves of, of doing something like this for you um well I I feel like I I've had a, a great life and I've taken every opportunity that has presented itself. And, and now I look back um, and I see that we've come a long ways from where we started. But then at the same time, I still feel like I have so much more to 
accomplish and to give to this world and and so I'm very humbled to be here and you know that you reached out because at one point I was like oh but I'm you know who am I to be talking to them right now but um but no I I so in 2007 we had the opportunity to move to Colorado and and we were renting an apartment and um, by the by the airport and I remember I knew nothing about the area and I was just starting my business um, there wasn't even Facebook at the time so I went on this website called Party Pop in the knot and I put my ad and and it started very very slow the first year so um, I went on Craigslist and I found a family who needed a babysitter and I went to the address and it happened to be Stapleton at the time. And I had my two-year-old and, and the family was amazing. They only needed help on Tuesdays and Wednesdays and they let me bring my daughter. So that's how I got to know the neighborhood and the area. And I went home and I'm like, Fernando, you should come and see this neighborhood. It's so pretty, all the parks and the pools and this and that. And, and that that was a great motivation for us. Um, Fernando has his own story as well because he finished um, his degree while we were married and here in Colorado and with the kids. And so we both have been pushing each other to, you know, achieve our goals and our dreams. And eventually we were able to move to Stapleton in 2010 to Central Park. In this community, I, I have to be, you know, very, very grateful because they they gave me the first push uh, on those Facebook groups, the Central Park Moms, and everybody was referring Liz for hair and makeup, and and then um, Facebook started happening, and, and I, I was able to build a lot out of my business just from the word of mouth and, and from the trust of of the community and and I'm I'm very very happy here. But what a, what a wonderful story. Um, and that's something that I as you talk I'm learning so much and I'm just thinking about I'm the same way. I still want to do so much. I feel like one very grateful that I have an opportunity to still do so much and feel like so much of my career is still um, in front of me. I'm 42, so we're in a similar part of our lives and and thinking about just you know, what is there for the future? And yet also, and your kids are ahead of mine, trying to be so hyper aware of that we've got young kids and being enjoying them, being enjoying the moment. I have not figured it out at all how I can how I can be forward looking yet still in the moment at the same time. And as I look back on my life, it's passing just so quickly. And so I want to be more present. Um, do you do any exercises or anything kind of mentally to try to try to hold on to those moments or just any tips for me or others that are going through the same thing how do how do you personally keep looking forward but at the same time be thrilled of where you're at and, and enjoying the moments and it well yes it, it has happened thankfully lately I am realizing maybe now that Catherine is a junior in high school and I'm very nostalgic about the thought of her because we are talking about college and, you know, dream big and we will make it work. <laughs> you don't worry about anything. We will figure it out. 
Um, so that has helped me to really enjoy and embrace every moment I have with my family and, and with everything I do. And my son, Nicholas, has an amazing group of friends and he plays baseball. And every time he's playing, I, I find myself in the moment that it's so easy to say, but um it's been hard because, uh, you know, as an entrepreneur, and I haven't even shared the other business I started in 2020, that's <laughs> a meal delivery company. So I don't know, that's a, that's a, something I need to really figure out how to manage my time, because it's um, literally from the moment I wake up all day until I go to bed, I'm checking emails. I, I do not want to sound like I'm complaining. I love it because I still have the flexibility to go and pick up my son from school, to show up at his games, to sit together with the family and have dinner together. Um, but then I have to go and respond to one more email or, you know. Um, so one, that's what I mean, I think, when, when I say, I think that we can still take this to the next level where I, I can learn how to delegate more and really take it up a notch. And, and it feels amazing also to provide work and empower people. And if I can figure out how to create another job for somebody helping me with the businesses, that would be great. But yes, I, I tried um, as far as exercise, it's mentally just to, every morning, every night, you know, bring, ground myself and be very grateful for everything we have for our health and um, the children, you know, and, and my husband and I talk about how grateful we are to live in this beautiful community. And then I also do try and make time to go and physically work out and support the studios in the neighborhood I, I go to bar or Pilates and you know because I know all of these amazing women and they have been very supportive with my business and I also want to show up for them so it feels it's a win-win for everybody because we're supporting each other and I'm also getting a workout. Yeah, I, I do not exercise physically enough and I'm so conscious of it and aware and I started before we left with going to bar a couple of times a week and that was amazing and just like being forced to do it or or, or forcing yourself to do something and I always enjoyed it but just taking the time you'll never regret taking that time in the future when you have more of your health but in the moment it's always so difficult um speaking of your time because I, I remember originally hearing something about that from you with your meal prep talk me through that so you're you're deciding during the pandemic that probably had a big part of it with the meal prep and, and pivoting to some degree there talk to me about the meal prep business so it was March of 2020 and uh, as you know, event world was just disappeared within two weeks. We got cancellations for the entire year, um, which, you know, I guess it was a blessing in disguise. I needed the time off. It had been many years since 2007 of working really hard to grow this thing. <laughs> I love it. At the time, I, I had a brick and mortar um, in Larimer Square and it, it was perfect timing because my lease was coming to an end in February and we I was just about to negotiate and extend it and and thankfully 
somebody's watching over me because that had that would not have been fun if I had signed a five-year lease and and then COVID came. Um, so I found myself with all the time and I'm not one to just sit around and wait for things to you know fix on their own. I did take a few days to relax. It was great sleeping in with the kids and and uh, we were very grateful that none of us um, got super sick. So I have a really, really good friend in the neighborhood. Her name is Erica, and she has been in the business and the in the food industry for a long time since she moved to Colorado for at least ten years. And she also had a lot of food um, that she brings from Texas and from Mexico her restaurant's clients closed. She was selling wholesale. So we got creative and we thought, oh my gosh, so you have all this food. Um, I have the time. Um, and people are at home. Restaurants are closed. Why don't we start delivering this amazing food to people's homes? And and that's how at, at the time they were, I think like five pound packages because they were for restaurants and for food trucks and but um this again I posted on Facebook group and everyone was so supportive I'm sure at first they just wanted to help and support and but then when they reorder it's when you're like oh I think we have a good product here <laughs> um so Long story short, within four weeks, we already had a website. At the time, we call it Green Roots Meals. I think that was her registered name for the for the wholesale. And we got some feedback. People were thinking, like, are you doing vegetarian or are you doing marijuana, like Green Roots? What are you? <laughs> so we, um, a few months later, we rebranded and we are now dosamigas.com and Dos Amigas Meals. And we were able to produce one pound packages because that was, of course, a lot of food, five pounds of carnitas is a lot of food. And it's been two and a half years now. And it it's great. I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, people who are entrepreneurs would know there's a lot of ups and downs and a lot of days when you wake up so motivated and this is great amazing and then other weeks are very slow I'm like oh what's going on <laughs> but um it keeps us busy one way or another if it's because we got too many orders we need to figure out how to um you know get systems a structure going we hired drivers the first year Eric and I were pack packaging every order driving all over town ourselves and now, thankfully, we have two amazing drivers, and they help us pack the orders. And so it's 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 still a baby, I think, in the first two and a half years. And there's so much more potential, and we just need time to, you know. Now that I'm really busy with the beauty business as well, it's it's a lot, but I I like it. And at some point, I learned or read somewhere about the what do you call it when you're, you have multiple businesses as an entrepreneur, the multipreneur, I, I guess, I guess it's okay. That's what I want to say, because at, at first I'm like, do I have to choose one or the other? And I think it's fine to, to do both. One thing I would like to say, so we're in Poland currently, and I'm actually growing to love the Poland food in different ways that they have. Um, but I miss Mexican food so much. I miss Mexican food. I, I love Mexican food. And 
they don't have it here yet. So there's definitely an opportunity for Mexican food to, to come to Poland eventually. They do sell like mission tortillas in the grocery stores. So it's, it's coming in some capacity. Um, what I wanted to ask you about that though, is you've been doing beauty for so long and, and consistently doing similar things in that capacity when you had to, you know, it was kind of, you were, you know, out of necessity and, and, and time, having that time to do this new entrepreneurial endeavor, was that really exciting for you at the time to use your brain in a different way? I, I feel that people that are, there's a lot of people that are kind of, um, entrepreneurs because they have to be, and that's the way their life goes. Um, but people who there's some people who are just born entrepreneurs and they have that mindset from the get go. And I feel like, especially those people want to start things all the time that my mind is in that start phase. So I like, I like the ideas and idea generation and the start of things. Um, was that an exciting time for you? I know it was scary with COVID and everything. So it may have been a different experience, but tell me a little bit about how that felt. No, absolutely. I, I discovered that I, because I always thought that I fell into the entrepreneurship world out of necessity or because of my upbringing, I, I didn't finish college. So, you know, I don't have too many options and this and that. But um, I now know that I love starting things and I my mind just gets going um, with ideas and and I, I, I mean, I can do anything. I can sell anything if I'm passionate about the product and the service and I love people and I'm a people pleaser and um, the reviews we have with both businesses are like, oh my gosh, amazing customer service. Like I get excited about responding back right away to the emails or their questions. And um, I'm very passionate about that. And then also, like you say, the idea of starting something new and it's completely unrelated and different to the beauty world that I've been in that space for such a long time. And it's also super creative and I still love it. So I don't want to choose one or the other. I, I think I can, I can learn how to grow both to to continue doing both or eventually selling one and starting something new. Don't be surprised if you see that. <laughs> I, lo I love the question. What would it look like if this were easy? I haven't figured out the answer to that yet, but I like the question of, yeah, what would that look like if it were easy? And I think it's hard because you're, especially when you're starting out as an entrepreneur, you're wearing every hat and have to wear every hat. And even when you get to the point where you have employees and you're delegating and there's other responsibilities that come with that. And so often you're pulled away from the thing that makes you great because you're doing something else in that capacity. Um, as you've grown your businesses to this point too, what kind of general lessons have you, have you learned about dealing with other people um, throughout these experiences? I, I think I want to be very transparent. I, I know I want to be just in case there's somebody out there listening that has thought about starting their own business. And um, even after 16 years in business, I, I have had moments recently where you just want to quit. It, it's a lot and uh, you, if you, talk to my husband he'll tell you all the times because he's the one listening to me I'm like oh I'm not a good leader or this or that and then the next day I wake up and I'm somebody wrote a glowing review somewhere out there and I'm very motivated and oh my gosh this is amazing I just want to do this but um it I have learned a lot and 
and delegating is a huge, huge deal. Everything I've done, we have boot, bootstrap ourselves. So it's good and bad. You know, the growth is slower, but also I'm, I'm proud to say that we have grown it to, to this and, and I'm able now we have, I staff at the beauty business, we staff it with contractors and, and then I have um, one person helping me with admin, replying to emails. And I, I'm also very involved. I have to be, you know, available for everyone. Um, but I enjoy it and, and I like it. I, I just have to manage my time now that I have those amigas and, and then my own family. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Um, but yeah, let me know if I can go deeper into that question. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate your honesty with that. And I think that's so true as I think the entrepreneurial journey and I've just been done solopreneur activities and Mama Bird, what I'm currently doing would be the, the same thing. The, the women that we work with are, are contract employees. So it's different on that level currently. Um, and we will grow it and get bigger and I need to learn all these new things. But the, the highs and the lows are intense, I feel, with that. And it's it's hard. You you need to be always producing and always looking at the next thing. And then the other thing that I think is maybe the hardest part is something we've already talked about. I cannot turn my brain off to it because it's mine and it's my passion. And it's I can't turn it off. And so that's something I'm trying to reflect on, which isn't a good thing, I think, because I do want to, again, be more present with family. Um, but, the, but also is a good thing because I found something I'm so passionate about. So that part's exciting. Um, and I, I, I said that, what does it look like when, it, when it's easy for me, what it would look like if it was easy would be, I could be delegating and, and, and bringing in the next generation of people that would be doing this work that, that I, then I would no longer need to do that in that capacity. Um, but even that's hard because then that's, that's not their passion. It's not their thing in the same way. Um, and so it's difficult. What do you currently, so you had a storefront previously, do you have a storefront currently? Yes, we do. It's um, it's now by appointment only. Uh, at one point, it used to be open and people would walk in and we had retail. And then I restructured from COVID. I, instead of having, I had employees at the time and, you know, payroll can be very stressful, especially after COVID. And it did take a year and a half for events to come back to Denver or to the world. And so I, I decided um, to change the structure and I still have the, the location, but it's by appointment only. And, and it's mainly where we do our consultations for our bridal clients. They, they come in before the wedding day and we do a little practice run of how the hair and makeup is going to look. And, and I, um, I kept it for that reason because we we needed a space for for the beauty on location clients. Has that relieved mental stress from you not having to staff that full time and deal with payroll and those issues? As as reflecting on that, was that a are you happy with how that worked out? Yeah, I am at this time. Um, at the you know when we were I was dreaming about opening my own store that's what I always wanted and and it was a fantasy when I was younger where you know you think of your little shop and the chandeliers and the pink walls and all the fun things that you would be doing that retailing product and this and that and then reality hits and it's not at all as glamorous as it sounds and it's still not impossible and I would love to 
revisit one day, maybe after the kids are out of school, because I do enjoy that a lot, the, the people connecting with people and selling pretty things and um, that that was fun. But yes, it did um, lifted a weight off my shoulders dealing with, you know, it's a huge responsibility, the rent, I had two spaces at the time. So the rent was twice as much and payroll and managing people. Thankfully, we had amazing people. Um, but still, it's, it's a lot of work on top of running the mobile business and and yeah, I traded that for Dos Amigas. Now I, I do like having a business partner that I've never had, you know, other than my husband who has so much credit for everything we've done together. But now with Erica, it's really fun. I, I, I have fun, which I think that's a huge part of the, the success and that, you know, you wake up and you want to do it instead of I have to go to work. It's you, you're excited and you are very, very creative when, when you have a business, there's no limits. There's, you, you can, you know, dream big. And, and I have learned to say yes to every opportunity. And, and I like say, I want to reach out to the biggest food distributor in Colorado and I don't have a contact so I went online I googled for hours and hours until I found his email and I emailed and you know it's really hard for people like that to get back to you if if you don't have a way like an intro and and he responded and because I saw that he's also from Mexico so I found a way to connect <laughs> and he responded and we just had a meeting with him last week and um that's one thing I'm very proud now because I wouldn't, I was very nervous in the past to just reach out to people like that or put myself in front of situations where I'm not 100% confident. But um, if, if I have one advice to give to my daughter, to anyone out there is say yes to every opportunity and go and look for them and I, I worry about my accent or I worry about this or that. And, and now I'm like, I, I guess, you know, I'm at a point where I'm proud to be who I am and this is what you get. And, and um, yeah, that, that has really paid off to, to just go and push yourself and put yourself in uncomfortable situations is where you grow them the most. Okay, this is a perfect time for me to ask because it's so obvious to me as a, this podcast called The Badass Women of Central Park. Do you feel like a badass? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, if you, if you ever don't, you can go back and listen to this and then realize how much you've done and all the things you are still doing and continuing to do and pushing yourself. I think you're so right. I think that one thing I'm learning too is I always think of things finally, like I'm going to have this job forever in my mind. And can I retire from this job and all these things that never has worked out that way for me um, and in good ways, really good ways. And it's such a winding path. And all of those things, though, create these lessons and learning experiences for the next step and the next thing and the next challenge, um, which as I'm hearing your story, I'm piecing it together that, yeah, when you get into back to your fantasy or your original fantasy, all the experience you have and the knowledge you have from your first time around is going to be so beneficial. So you'll do things that you want the same, but can make things different. And then the timing will be different. And just the power that comes with that is, is wonderful. And the learning that comes with that. 
Um, where do you want to go from here? Where do you see yourself going? What would be your dream moving forward? What's the new fantasy? <laughs> well, I think I am still wanting to grow Beauty and Location Studio and Dos Amigas Meals to the next level and continue creating jobs for so many amazing, hardworking people and pushing them to dream big as well because if I could do it anyone can do it and um, I eventually either I mean I'm very happy running the businesses but if if there's an opportunity to sell one or the other I I would just have time to start something new again and it, I'm, I, I'm loving the e-commerce space because there is just so much potential and it's amazing to go to bed and wake up and there's all these cells. <laughs> um, but yeah, making an impact in my community um, with, with the opportunity to create jobs and also to inspire other entrepreneurs and just people to, you know, go for it. If, if you have a dream, if, if you have a passion for something, for a product, for a service, go for it. It takes time and patience. So don't give up because it, it does take years and, and being very consistent and patient.